Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A friend, Craig Gass, uh, who has done everything from uh, movies, television shows like Sex and the City to uh, working for Howard Stern to every stage you can possibly imagine. Touring with rock bands. Uh, hell, he opened for Steel Panther here at uh, one of my birthday shows. And he... Uh, He's an incredible human. Like, he's just one of my favorite people, period. But he lives much like uh, our friend Whitfield Crane. He just goes. He goes because that's what he does. And he goes where it's fun for him to go. So he'll book shows. If he knows a Super Bowl's coming or there's a game he really wants to go to, a ballpark he wants to see. Uh, hell, last time he was in town, he had called Christopher Elbow of yeah. Elbow Chocolates. I forgot that's your connection with that. And he calls and he goes, hey, you want to go, uh, you want to go meet? The guy at the elbow chocolates, and I go, Well, those are great chocolates. And I go, Why, why, why are we going to meet him? And he's like, Because I called him. <laughs> All right, let's go. But, but then we get there, and it's a great adventure. Like, you think it's going to be five minutes in a guy's office, right? Mm-hmm. No, he takes us through his entire plant. So, Christopher Elbow himself takes the three of us. It was Sassy Von Fancy Pants, and then Gas and I, and how they're made, why they're made, where the chocolate comes from, where the beans come from, how they rotate all the people inside the factory, and uh, they learn each other's jobs, how they're hand done, how they're shipped, how the story came to be. Like, I will tell you, Christopher Elbow, and I'm not kidding this at all, and his chocolates are a goddamn Kansas City treasure. Mm-hmm. If you know the, that he came from being a waiter, a server at a restaurant, he would do, make these chocolates at a high-end restaurant for his clientele. People would come by and see him that would eat at his tables and know and ask for him. He would make them. They were like, these are so good. He went, and I'll get the story a little off, but he went into business with a guy, didn't work out, took over it on his own, had to figure out everything, how to ship, how to produce, how to make the Food and Drug Administration okay with you, how mm-hmm. to get the health department okay with you, how do you mass produce chocolates, how do you market chocolates, how do you build the box, how do you, how do you ship to other countries? This is a guy who went from being a server in a restaurant to being a, an incredibly respected chocolatier and uh, and not to mention that chocolates are amazing. They're, they really are. And like, you said he was a pretty fun guy. He's an incredible guy. Like, he loves Iron Maiden and the cult. We're okay. <laughs> I'm like, you're, we're good to go, man. Like, Born February 15th in Mount Vernon, New York, he launched his stand-up career in 1993, quickly making a name for himself with his dead-on impressions of Adam Sandler, Sam Kinison, Christopher Walken, Gene Simmons and more. He's appeared on such shows as Sex and the City, Law and Order and The King of Queens. You can keep up with him through his website, GetGas.com. And today, he's calling us from Glendale, Arizona and the site of this Sunday's Super Bowl. Please welcome, comedian and longtime friend of the show, Craig Gas. Whoa! 
what are you doing, you crazy bastard? Dude, I I feel like such an a-hole listening to what you just said about what Christopher Elbow told us while we were there about uh, learning how to market and package and, and approve all of his chocolates to the FDA and all that stuff. Because I realized that I didn't hear any of that when we were there. I just, while you guys were talking, I just kept going, can I have another Carmel? <laughs> I don't remember any of those conversations. Like, uh, the vanilla's good. Can I have another one? <laughs> and I wasn't paying attention to any of those details. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like an amazing story. And I was right there and I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I was so excited to get Johnny to, to meet Elbow and say, man, you, you got to check this place out. You got to try these chocolates. They're amazing. Dude, they're so amazing. And when Johnny tried his first chocolate, it was the vanilla. They had these, man, I, there's nothing like these chocolates anywhere in the world. And Johnny takes his first bite and then he looks up and I, do you remember what you yeah, said? What yeah. the first words were? Yeah. Yeah. It, it tastes Go ahead. Colors. Yeah, I swear to God, it tastes like colors. It did. Yeah, it did. I you literally colors. you taste colors when you and and because you can separate every taste inside the bite, like the outside of it, the inside of it, then the the next taste that came mm-hmm. out of it. And there's there's no other way to explain it. Because yeah, they all looked at me like weirdo, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I, I literally could taste the colors in it. Like it made you when you tasted it, you went, that's like a. I mean, you definitely got a picture in your head. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if you remember the backstory, but the backstory is that um, there's a mall in Seattle near the airport that every time I'd go to Seattle, I would go to this chocolate store and they had these high end chocolates in a case that I had tried that were amazing. That every time I come to Seattle, the first thing I would do is I would go to the mall, go to the chocolate store, and get $100 of these little bite sized chocolates. And I finally said, Hey, where are these made at? I want to go to wherever this is being made here in Seattle. And they said, oh, it's not Seattle. It's it's Christopher Elbow Chocolates. He's based out of Kansas City. And I went, Kansas? Really? And within 24 hours, I booked a show in Kansas City and called you and said, hey, dude, I'm coming to town. <laughs> I'm doing the show. I booked a show in Kansas City so I could meet Christopher Elbow. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was it was incredible. And then remember, he loved Maiden and the Cult. And then we went to, and he goes, "Do you hear that?" Now we're in his factory, so there's well, freezers, there's you know all these incredible high end chocolatier stuff. And he goes, "Oh, I go, I don't, I don't hear anything." He goes, "You don't hear that?" I go, "I don't, I don't hear that." And he opens a door to a freezer. It's not really a freezer; <laughs> it's his speakeasy that's in the back of it. And he's got like this crazy Cuban. Like rum tequila, speakeasy he built for himself, and there's music playing in there. And he's like, "You guys want to drink?" And Craig doesn't drink, but I'm like, "Well, I'll drink Craig's. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go have this." <laughs> and so, and you remember that? It was just crazy. Of course, it was like this fully stocked bar in the middle of Willy Wonka's chocolate yeah. factory. Yeah. Like, yeah, what a great cat, man! But I mean, there's so many adventures like that with you guys. Like, you're down at the Super Bowl right now, but this is not the first Super Bowl. I've ever seen you at. Was it the Seahawks and the Patriots that played? Because you say you only go to the Super Bowl if the Seahawks play, but I watched you. I know I watched you walk on the field. No, I, I'll go to the games when the Seahawks play, but I'm at the Super Bowl every year because I talk to the players on both teams every year right. and get silly content, and then I'll, I'll send it out to the cities 
where that are being represented in the, uh, in the Super Bowl. I just wrapped up the editing of all my stuff with the Chiefs and the Eagles. I'm going to send it to you later on today. But um, I'm just trying to get funny content. I go every year, and I just have fun with the players, yeah. and I do shows in the Super Bowl city. And over the years, I've gotten moments that have ended up on ESPN and NFL on Fox. Uh, it, it's There's been times when, like Tom Brady, first time I saw Tom Brady, and you get all these, like, sports nerds who are always asking about stats and numbers and very generic right, questions right. a million times. And the first time I talked to Tom Brady, I said, Tom, my name's Craig Gass. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, you're so handsome. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when you, when you look in the mirror, does your reflection ever just wink at you? Like, is it, is it like that? that and Tom actually laughed and ESPN took it and put it on sports center that night. And I felt so high off of that. Like, man, we did it. We yeah. had a moment. Tom Brady was great. And then a year later, Tom Brady's back again, which, you know, as a radio guy, right. well, I've already talked to this person. How do I get new content from this yes. person? Yes. And I started doing this thing with Tom Brady every year at the Super Bowl. I said, Tom, my name's Craig Gass. I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, this is my friend, Jason. Uh, th- that's my friend, Aaron, right over there. We were discussing the four of us together as a group, and we were ranking the four of us from most handsome to least handsome. Obviously, you're number one because you're Tom Brady. But who would you (laughs) rank as number two? And I pointed right at myself, number three and number four. And Tom Brady actually said, wait, who am I ranking? And I said, me and this guy and that guy right over there. And Tom Brady goes, all right, fan out. I said, what? He goes, yeah, fan out. And we all fanned out. And Johnny, I didn't do this, like, consciously. Subconsciously, I started sucking in my gut to look sexier. Uh, It was ridiculous. A year later, we came back. Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl again. And I said, hey, Tom, uh, my name's Craig Gass. I'm a stand-up comedian. And he goes, yeah, I remember you. And I said, well, of course you do. You're at the Super Bowl every year. Listen, um, (laughs) Tom, um... I don't know if you remember, but last year you ranked us from most handsome to least handsome. And we've been fighting a lot because uh, over the last year, between the three of us, we've actually lost five pounds. And I want to know if the rankings have changed at all. And then he would rank us again, and and it became this running thing. Um, This week I talked to the Eagles and the Chiefs, and my focus was, and I have a personal reason for this, I think Eagles fans are the worst human beings on planet Earth, and I, I, I concur. It's a it's a it's a it's a the city. I'm not crazy about it. Just isn't man. It's they are really way over the top. Really, a lot of racist stuff being yelled. A lot of a lot of hard stuff. It's 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 worse than you would think. Well, my personal reason for it, besides hearing all the awful stories about how they are as fans, I did a show 15 years ago in Philly. Yep, at a place called the Electric Factory. 1,500 people were there to see us. It was me and Artie Lang and a couple other guys from the Stern Show. 1,500 people sold out. I get up, they go, ladies and gentlemen, you guys ready for your next comedian? Please welcome Craig Gass. I walk out on stage, the place is screaming, cheering. I go, how you guys doing? Man, I'm really happy to be here. I, uh, I'm from New York. 
Boo! And I never recovered <laughs> just for saying I'm from New York. They booed and booed for five straight minutes. And then I, I just sat there and I listened. I listened. And I put the microphone up my mouth and I said, do you guys want to hear some jokes? Well, shut up. Boo! And a, and a pretzel. A pretzel flew right by my head. I Like, who brought a pretzel? So... They they booed Santa Claus. They, I mean, they're just, they have a jail system underneath that stadium. Yeah, they were the first so, ones, yeah. Yeah, and by the way, Chiefs fans lived up to exactly what I was trying to do. I would talk to Eagles fans, and I go, uh, "Hey, you know, uh, tell me uh, uh, if, the, if the Eagles win, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to eat horse poop." <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah, and then I talked to Chiefs fans. I'll send you the package. It's, yeah. It's amazing the way it turned out, but my goal was to show how horrifying Eagles fans are and why, if you don't have a horse in the race, you should be rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes, by the way, amazing. What I love that dude. Sweet guy. I gave, him, I gave him a list of injuries that I think he would still play through. I said, dude, I think you're the toughest guy in the NFL. I have a list of injuries that I think you would still play through. Let me ask you this. If you broke every finger, would you still play football? And he said, absolutely. And I said, all right, if you broke every toe, would you still play? He said, I'd absolutely play. And I said, all right, here's your bottom line right here. What if somebody hurt your feelings? (laughs) And this is on the NFL Network right now. He goes, Travis Kelsey hurts my feelings every day. And I went, you know what? I saw it. Patrick? You're a better man than me because yeah. somebody hurts my feelings. That's I'm right. going home. That's right. I'm going home. That's right. That's it. Listen, that's, yeah. that's one thing you can't take because you're a sweet human being, Craig Gass. Yeah. <laughs> you are? You are a sweet human I'm, being. Uh, and thin-skinned. You, so. and listen, listen. You And, and by the way, because uh, I've, I've heard you popping in and out of Howard's show, so I know you're still, you're still uh, a recurring guy on that. In March, uh, when I get back, this is so weird. I'm doing my first arena tour. Uh, at the end of this month, I'm doing an uh, arena tour across Australia and New Zealand, opening for Russell Peters. God. And uh, and then when I get back, I'm doing um, a full week with Howard starting on March 20th. I'll be Excellent. doing a full week with Howard on the air. Yeah, that, that arena tour is something. Do you know who Russell Peters is? Do you know Russell? No, I don't, I don't know Russell. I know of Russell. Uh, Chris Rock refers to him as the most unknown famous guy in stand-up comedy because he always ranks in the top five of the Forbes list of highest grossing comedians, but he's his whole audience. He's a, a, of East Indian descent and Indian people love him. So he sells out arenas. He's Canadian though, right? He's Canadian. Yep. And grew up East Indian descent. And uh, in his own words, he says it's a building full of Brown people. And, uh, and he just, crushes and i i finally got this opportunity which has been a real regret of mine because we had a conversation 10 years ago he walked up to me at the laugh factory and said hey do you ever do you ever tour around the world like do you do international shows and i said i don't i do not he said dude your impressions would kill around the world because people around the world worship the same hollywood culture that you and i do here in america and it would kill. You got to do international dates. And I said, you know what? 
I was actually going to ask you when I heard that you were going to be here at the Laugh Factory, I was going to ask you if you ever wanted an opener for some international shows. And Russell said, you want to open for me in India? And I went, what else you got? Uh, <laughs> anything, anything besides what? India? Any, anything like, and I've regretted it to this day. And it's because I'm scared of going to India because even Russell makes jokes about India and how bad the, the smell is. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. He does a joke about if you've never been to India, you don't know the smell when you get off the plane. Um, take your take two fingers and rub it around in horse manure and then <laughs> take the horse manure and stuff it in your nose and that's what it smells like when you go playing. So I was scared, and I lost that opportunity. And then over the summer, I ran into Russell and said, I don't know if you remember this, but 10 years ago you said I should do international shows because people would love impressions anywhere. And he said, yeah, and, and do you do them? And I said, I, I don't. And he said, you want to open my Australian tour? And I said, sure. And he goes, all right, hold on. Brent, hey, Craig's going to open up the Australian tour. All right, cool. Jesus like, right, Christ, and that's that's how long it took. Now, how many dates in Australia? Three, two. Uh, we have a half half dozen shows across okay. Australia, and then New Zealand. We're doing Auckland. Oh, and, um, dude, Auckland will be insane. Yes, that'll and be it's so all great. Arena shows. My first arena tour. I've opened up for bands like Motley Crue, sure, Metallica, uh, System of a Down in arenas, but those were one offs. I've done a tour with Allison Chains that was a theater tour. But this is my first time doing an arena tour, and I'm opening for a comedian, which is so much better than opening up for bands. I only open right. for bands because I want to feel like friends. I'm one of the guys. Yeah, but you know, but I don't belong there. You know, so. well, it's it's tough. I think it does work because, like, if you if if it's a Metallica show or a, a big show, they n- nobody wants to see another band at all. So somebody who can enjoy make the crowd enjoy them, you a Jim Brewer like that that makes sense to me. Well, it can't like. You saw Brewer open up for Metallica. How did it go over? Uh, he, you know what? He was smart about it. He didn't try to do a set. He did a lot of crowd interaction, got him super hyped up. He was just like a really good MC with some good jokes. Yeah. So, that's, so he played to the crowd hard. Yeah, that's how you got to approach it. I mean, yeah. there's, there's comedians like me, Jim Florentine, and Don Jameson always talk about this, that those gigs are so hard. We yes. all have a cheat that we do to get it. Like Jim Florentine's cheat is that he'll do some stand-up, and when he starts losing the crowd, he always has a pile of T-shirts, and he goes, "Hey, who wants a shirt?" Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, throws the shirts out. Dude. Yeah, but uh, well, those guys dude, do I'm, it because you guys are all real fans. You're a real, real rock fan, and you have since the beginning. People don't know, dude. Uh, anybody who doesn't know, and I, I know we don't have time now, but you know, you lived at Eddie Van Halen's house. You've got yeah. pictures of guys and Guns and Roses at your was it your 18th birthday? Yeah, not only do I put, dude, I actually just found a video that I just posted on my Instagram that's really crazy. I, I literally just posted this yesterday. Someone sent me a video of me when I was 17 years old, 17 or 18, yeah. hanging out with Sam Kennison. I just posted the video, and I look like a member of Poison. It's <laughs> yeah. on my Instagram. And by the way, if you look at this, just know. It is not safe for work because Sam <laughs> yeah. goes off on a tangent in the middle of the video. It's me at 17, 18, long hair. The Instagram is at Craig Gas Comedy. Craig Gas with two S's, Craig Gas Comedy. And it's a video of me and Sam Kennison from, I want to say it's 1988. 
And I, I was living in Tucson at the time, but we shot this in L.A. And I said, hey, can you say hi to my friends in Tucson? And he starts going on about how much he loves Tucson. And then he starts to say, but the reviewer, and this this video does not age well because he says some words you're not supposed to say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but he starts to go off on the reviewer, and I yeah. said, uh, and I said the name of the reviewer, and he goes, oh, that's a guy. Oh, man, that guy's a dick. That guy, oh! <laughs> you know, he goes, oh! And by the way, oh. that's how I learned how to do the Sam Kinison impression is because I have 30 minutes of Sam Kinison hosting a party, this party in L.A. for Kramer Guitars. And friends of mine would hear about this video and come over to my place all the time, and we'd watch the video over and over again, and the voice just got stuck in my head. There's another thing he does, you do, that whenever there's more than one band member from a different band, so if there's a guy from this band and a guy from that band, Craig will immediately insist that they form their own band and they take a picture together and then post it as a new super group. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but nobody looks at the camera. That's the other thing I always notice. Nobody looks at the camera in any of the photographs. Yeah, I say, let's do a new band photo. Let's do a new band. Everybody just, like, everybody look in a different direction. We'll do a new band photo. And everybody looks in a different direction. And I have pictures with uh, not just band people, but I've done it with Cheech and Chong, where me and Cheech and Chong are all looking in different directions. Oh, yeah. The, the Burt Kreischer and uh, Judah Friedlander. Yep. Yeah, the creepy yep. stairs. I've, I've done it. There's one with um, Kim Thale from uh, Soundgarden and Randy Johnson, the pitcher from the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's my favorite kind of picture to do. New band photo. Chris Jericho taught me another one. We did a new band photo, me and Chris Jericho and somebody else. He goes, all right, now we do one, uh, a Rat Pack photo. And I go, what's a Rat Pack photo? And he goes, we all point off camera and laugh. That like something funny is happening <laughs> off camera. That's a great idea, dude. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's. it's I love stuff like that. I love oh. if I'm gonna take a picture. I don't want to do a standard like, hey, can I get a picture with you? It's like, all right, new band photo. Everybody looking in a different direction. Yeah. I can't remember yeah, I if we've it. talked about this yet because you know Jericho and Fozzie are getting ready to go out with Ugly Kid Joe for the first time in 27 years. I got a tour in North America, and Whitfield and I have been friends for, I mean, since. Since the first record, I worked for Xerox. And have you and Whit, have you and Whitfield run into each other? Are you serious? Did see, he just say this to you? No, no. See, see, this is the weird part because I couldn't remember if you and I had talked about it because you guys are cut from the same cloth. I haven't talked to him in years. I just ran into him in Honolulu yeah, five days ago. He's in Kilo. He was in Kilauea before. Yes, because I just talked to him myself. He is one of the greats, is he not? He really is, dude. He, I, this is the way I describe him. He's the most positive guy I've ever met, yep. but he's intensely positive. Right. No, it's toxic. Super. He's he is what I call toxic positivity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And man, that dude, that dude has got some stories. The next time you talk to him, you need to ask him. I remember him saying that. Only a couple people know about this. Ah, oh, man. See if you can get him talking about Lemmy and see if he's got a crazy story about, I really shouldn't be saying this on the air, but that he had a conversation with Lemmy where Lemmy told him that he lived, uh, he, he's been reincarnated, and that in a previous life he had murdered Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Whitfield tells me the story like, dude, I was like, 
I go, have we met before? And he goes, yes, we have. And I said, did something bad happen? Sadly, yes. What happened? I'm sorry to say I killed you. And he's like, oh, man. But, you know, I mean, as Whitfield's telling the story, he goes, man, isn't that crazy? And I go, yeah, but you also said he was on meth at the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Whit like, used to jump on the Motorhead bus, and then he would just say, Lemmy, can I travel with you? And they'd sit up all night listening to music, and, and you know, he and Lemmy were, were super tight. I mean, I remember seeing Ice-T, Lemmy, and, uh, and, and Whit doing Born to Raise Hell uh, for, for the Airhead soundtrack, remember? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, we were actually talking about that last weekend when I saw him. And Whit, um, Whitfield once borrowed drug money from me. This is in '93 or four. They did a Freakers Ball. We were doing a bunch of awful blow, and uh, and I had to get. I had to leave at like three in the morning, and I was leaving. And he was there was people in the room, and he was standing in the middle of a bed pontificating Whitfield style, and he goes, "Hey," and I go, "Yeah," and he goes, "You got any money?" I go, "Yeah, yeah." So I, I gave him. I had two or three hundred bucks. And I just went out the door to never think about it again. Ugly Kid Joe breaks up. Years go by. I come back from a motorcycle trip. There'd been a Life of Agony show at Sandstone Amphitheater out there. And some guy had walked up to Jack Ancona, the sales guy here, and he goes, uh, do you know Johnny Dare? And he goes, yeah, it works for us. He goes, uh, this is for him. And it was Whitfield, five or, that might have been seven years later, literally handing over $300. He remembered that and gave it to Jack to give to me. That's how insane that guy's memory is. Dude, he had he told me a similar story about a musician. God, who was the musician that he borrowed a hundred dollars from? And the guy was like, "Oh yeah, yeah," then just gave it to him, thinking he'll never get it back. Sure. And that years later, he walked up to him and gave him a hundred dollars. Dude, he did it. He wow. literally did it. Three hundred bucks back to Jack and going to me. He is. Uh, I mean, when he was first coming out, I lived in a studio apartment with a girl, and literally the band and two road guys would lay on the floor, and they would like like lay next to each other, and then we would buy hot dogs because you could buy the most amount of hot dogs and buns for money, and then the house, the whole apartment would smell like hot dogs for three weeks after they left. <laughs> it was just, I mean, that was just those guys, and it's just been that way, and it's like one of those things where you just pick up where you left off. It just, it never, you know, Cordell and all those guys and Klaus Einstein and, and uh, hell, Cordell was in my house, I told you, when Love Hate broke up because my dog Elvis bit Joey Gold, the drummer, on both arms and legs and went to jail and the guy went to uh, the hospital and Cordell had called the cops and they took my dog. And it was it was a whole goddamn mess for about 13 hours in my house. Wow. I didn't know that. I know that Love Hate broke up in your house. I didn't know that all those people were in there. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Cordell was in for skid. He had come down. Joey had punched John Gold in the face because he'd come home all coked up at 5 o'clock in the morning after I went to work Then because uh, he called Joey Gold's uh, girlfriend to see. Then when he punched Joey, or Joey punched John, my dog saw it, so he bit Joey on both arms, both legs, and sent him to the hospital <laughs> in an ambulance. <laughs> and then John wanted to leave the show. Pearl wouldn't come out of the goddamn office where he was sleeping because his girl that he had brought home that night, a cop had come to my house at 2 o'clock in the morning, that morning, and knocked on the door, asked whose car it was, and I go, it's this girl named whatever she told me her name was Susan. And uh, they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, can you get her? I had to go in the room. They're both naked, passed out. I'm like kicking this girl with my foot. Like, you got to get up. The police are here. She gives them a, a bogus name. They immediately arrest her, drag her out of my house for having stolen plates on the car. Whoa. Oh, yeah. This was all in 13 hours. Like, everything. Wow. Yeah. I had to put wow. John Love on a plane for $700, fly him just to get him out of my house. Uh, Joey wow. Gold informed Pearl that he quit and this was over. They got in the thing and left with Cordell. 
And then Pearl's like, uh, can I stay here for a while? And he lived in my house for six months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was just one of, like, and it all happened in literally in 13 hours. Wow. Good times. But it's, t- so, it's weird how many people we both know that we, um, that small world connection, yeah. and yeah. that you have your own story about wit, about giving him money. Is he the only cokehead who pays people back? That's a weird <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah. Yes, like, he is. Yes, is- as a matter of fact, I think we both know he would be the only one. He would be the only. Yeah, I wasn't paying people back when I was doing coke. No, so. no, and you know, and he's he's uh, he's completely. He's been uh, not not entirely sober. He kind of goes on and off the bench with beer and and yeah. a couple cocktails. But uh, as far as drugs go, man, I, I, he he looks like he is. I mean, he's never been this healthy. He looks amazing. Yeah, and he also does the best Aussie impression I've ever seen in my life. Like a full-blown physical, yes. jumping up and down, clapping his hands, best Aussie impression yes. I've ever seen in my life. I love that guy. And, dude, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I think anyone who's who knows anything about football and you don't have a, a – if you don't have a team in there that, that's your favorite team, I think you're rooting for the Chiefs. I think so, too. I think the country is rooting for him. I think the country loves Mahomes. He's just a likable guy. And obviously a phenomenal talent. And um, um, by the way, I have a, a suspicion that uh, Mahomes did say to me, I was asking him about impressions and about, uh, does anyone do an impression of you that you like that you go, yeah, that sounds like me. And Mahomes said, the only person who does a good impression of me is Coach Reed. Oh, I, and thought, I, said, I thought you were going to say Kelsey. Uh, no, he didn't no. say Kelsey. He said that's, Coach Reed is great. the only one who does. He said Coach Reed is the only one who does a good impression of me. So I go right to Coach Reed, who's in the next podium, right next to him, and I say, "Hey, Mahomes just said this," and and he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "So what's?" Without saying, "Hey, can you do the impression?" I said, "What's the key to doing a good impression?" And he goes, "Oh, you gotta, it's gotta be in your chest. You gotta." And I go, "Yeah." So like, so what would be? And he goes, "I know where you're going with this." And I'm not doing the impression. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> but here's the thing is I, I talked to some guys in your building. Uh, the guys from 610 are out here. Yep, good dudes. Um, nice guys. The sports station. And, um, and I told them about that, and they said, he's been saying that for years. Like, we've been hearing, like, Mahomes has been saying that Andy Reid is the only guy who does a good impression of him. And we've been trying to get Andy to do it. And apparently a few years ago, Andy said, if we win the Super Bowl, I'll do it for you guys. And when they won the Super Bowl, in the post-game press conference, he's like, Andy, can you do the press? And he goes, uh, come back to me during uh, training camp. And he goes, oh, come on, man. I have a theory that there is no impression. That they just say and that it. It's, they just say it. It's just an inside joke. Right. I bet you're right. Be- because, and I'm not – you know, I hear this from people all the time that people think they can do a good Mahomes impression. It's, it's it's a thing. He has such a unique voice that people think they do a good impression. So I think it's a running joke that like, oh, if you want to hear the best one, yeah, it's this guy. Well, let's hear it. Nope, I'm not going to do it. It's only for the player. Listen, I think, I think if you want to do it, a real impression, have you have you heard his wife when she gets real excited? Oh boy. So <laughs> <laughs> this is real. So she had this on her Instagram. Her. His father was up in the suite, and he was uh, he was super excited. Like you can hear him, like he's he's like. That's my goddamn son. Play like, the space, play. So he pulls out a cigar, right? 
and you know, you remember the whole Burroughs thing with the cigar. And, yeah, of course. And Brittany Mahomes loses her mind. <laughs> Amazing! Wow! Do you know how many shows I've done where bachelorette parties sounded just like that? <laughs> yeah. totally oh bad. my god! Lynn, wow. you know what? I would say she's not jaded. She's still in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Listen. Yeah, I mean, you have to respect that. It's I, a um, dude. It's it's. It's going to be a great game. I'm surprised that people are counting out Mahomes. Um, I love it. And thinking that his that his injury is still going to be a relevant thing. Uh, I love it. He played really well in the in the championship game, and I'm up for a good game. I want I'll our be, guys. Um, I want our guys to go in feeling like underdogs. I want them. To, I, I mean, I will absolutely. Way. I think that's way better than coming in overconfident. Absolutely, absolutely. And it, it's. Um, I think that. Um, uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to be posting from. I'm doing the uh, press conference in, what, two hours? I'll be at the Rihanna press conference. I don't know if anything, like, good can come out of that. But if you want to see the if you want to see the Super Bowl stuff that I've been posting, just yeah. go to my, my Instagram page. And you'll see that Sam Kinison video I was telling you about when I was 17, 18 years old, hanging out with Sam. It's at, at Craig Gas Comedy with two S's, at Craig Gas Comedy on Instagram. And you'll see the Kinison video. Look at the stories, and you'll see all the stuff I'm doing with the players and with Rihanna later on today. Dude, I'll post it up on all of our social media so people can follow it. I'll throw it up on my Instagram so they can link it to your Instagram. And, uh, dude, I love you. I, I appreciate you taking the time, you know, and uh, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you, too. I love you, too. Have fun. Good luck to the Chiefs. I mean that sincerely. Eagles fans are the worst human beings on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.